Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. My guest today and I worked an amazing season together in Club Med Playa Blanca in 96-97. His first season was in Club Med Waltuco in January of 96 as Polyvalent Sport. He then went to Punta Cana for the summer of 96 as an archery geo. Fun fact, this was Kevin Batts' first season as a chief of village. My guest later became an animator and chief of animation. He went back to Playa in 98-99 for a second time in what he thought was going to be his last season when he left. He then went back to Montreal, then Vancouver, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, what he did in between. Because in summer 2013, he found his way back to Club Med at Punta Cana as Polyglot Animation, almost 14 years later after he had stopped. Originally from my hometown of Montreal, but now this lucky son of a gun is living in the Sunshine State. Please help me welcome Emmanuel Azuelos. Hey, Emmanuel, how are you, sir? I'm great, Greg. Thank you so much, man. It's good to hear from you. Yes, I mean, we're recording this on March 1st. Uh, we were kind enough to share photos uh, with each other this morning of our views of, uh, you know, what we're looking at. And yours probably beat mine because you're in Florida. <laughs> and we in Montreal got dumped on last night. I don't know if you heard, but... Okay. Uh, I hear. <laughs> we're still we're still digging out. So uh, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much. It's good to... Uh... It's good. It's good to hear uh, what you do. I I, I love the, what you do. It's it's just it brings me back. Some oh. good reminiscing every time I hear a, a podcast from you. Well, I'm so happy. Like I'm really happy when I get someone from Playa Playa Blanca because uh, you know you probably thought the same way. That was a that was a special time, special season. It was a hell of a season. Definitely yeah. one of the best. We got lucky there, my friend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, you know how we do here. If you can take me back in time a bit to what you were doing before Club Med, like were you going to school, working, and then how did you first hear about Club Med? It's an interesting story. My my uh, my parents are huge fans of Club Med, right? They, they've been going to Club Med since the, I guess, late 70s or early 80s. They never took us at the time because I don't think mini club was a popular thing. Uh, so they used to like send us to like winter camp and stuff like that while they would go on these trips. That's kind of how I heard about it and how I heard about the atmosphere and the ambiance. Like, Excuse me that. one second, Emmanuel. Uh, yes, I've never heard the term. I've heard the term summer camp. I never heard winter camp. That sounds just awful when your parents are going to the Caribbean. Was it as awful it as I'm thinking? <laughs> A very Canadian thing, but I've never it was actually it. a lot of fun. Oh, it okay. was like usually yeah, two weeks in the chalet with a, a group of kids about your age, and they do a bunch of activities in the snow and, and snowshoeing and uh, skiing, oh. uh, yeah, treasure hunts, uh, you know, ice skating, snowball fights, uh, a bunch of stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that sounds, yeah. It does sound like a like a little kind of like Club Med, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, sorry, I never heard that term before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> please continue. <laughs> So I was already in that element. So yeah, I I, uh, I, I did a, a few of those. And then it just so happened uh, that in much later in time, when when I was uh, fin I had finished high school, I had already started uh, CGIP, which is uh, basically kind of like junior college for those who are not familiar with the Quebec system. <laughs> and uh, I, I had done my uh, first year and a half and then it was again December, and my parents had gone to a trip to Watuko. And when they were there, they met Miriam. Uh, and they just had a blast because when my parents go, it's usually for at least two weeks. Uh, I can't remember exactly if they went for two or three weeks. But they got very friendly with Miriam because they spoke about uh, Israel and Morocco, and she had done a few seasons there. And uh, I, I don't know how it came up, but at, 
some point, my parents uh, said, uh, you know, I think my son would be great for this. And, uh, and so uh, I, I guess she said, yeah, bring him over. I, I'll put him somewhere. We'll, we'll have a position for him. And, and that's kind of how it, it kicked off. And when they got back, obviously in the middle of the winter, I think it was probably the end of January or I had just celebrated my birthday and, you know, it's cold winters in Montreal. And what sounds better than a nice little uh, tropical uh, trip for, for me at that age? Uh, I was about, uh, yeah, I just turned 19 at the time. So uh, it was exciting. And they told me, uh, yeah, we were just in Huatuco and Miriam wants you to, to go. And I'm like, uh, let's do it. <laughs> I'm down. Packed up everything and you know did my own trip to to there and then once once I got there it was just uh, the 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 friendliest experience I've had because everyone was super sweet I, I you know I I kind of felt like a GM at first because I, I got there I was greeted they sent me to my room where I was going to stay and then they said listen it's your first day you know get familiar with the village walk around see see what it's about and. And I just I did just that for well first we had lunch so I went to the cafe the the, the restaurant the buffet and I'm like wow this is amazing so I'm eating and then I'm I'm meeting some people already then I kind of walk around the beach because you know as a Canadian leaving the winter the first thing you want to see is the beach <laughs> you want to get some waves you want to get some sand right between your toes and <laughs> I got there and I saw this trip I. Uh, one of the beach geos like hey you want to you want to go on a kayak ride i'm like yeah let's do it i want a kayak ride i got on a kayak and i just paddle like crazy i'll never forget this moment because i'm paddling like crazy and then i'm like just in the middle of the ocean total silence and i'm reminiscing in canada how they're scraping ice on their windshields and trying to push the car out of the snow and i'm like this is heaven. This is just too good to be true. If it's the dream, I don't want to wake up right now. <laughs> that's kind of where it, that's where I got that first feeling, which I love. It, it was very li <laughs> life as it should be. It sounds. <laughs> oh my god, that was just it was gold. Like it was too good to be true. I'm like, is this is this really happening? Am I really here at this time right now? It's it, it's perfect. At what point did they tell you what you were what you're going to be doing? I mean, you said Palivalan sport, but were you uh, were you doing a lot of sports in Montreal? So I, I guess at the time, Miriam kind of needed somebody in all of these uh, different departments. And I, I, I guess she wanted to test me out. You know, it's like well, where he's, what he's going to be good at or where did they need me the most? And so the first position I held was Geoplage, right? So I went to the beach, uh, I guess because they figured out I, I knew how to kayak. So that's a good start. <laughs> so I, I started doing that. And then, uh, you know, pulling in the boats and the, that workout, I, I was young, I was healthy, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I could handle the sun. Uh, so I, I love that position. It was very, uh, like I needed a lot of strength for it because you, you're pulling sailboats and kayaks, you know, they had at the time those, uh, what do they call those bogies? No, the... Uh, Hobie cat, cats? Hobie cats, Hobie cats. <laughs> so I was pulling in the Hobie cats. I, I even, uh, they gave me a lesson on how to teach windsurfing, which was odd because I barely knew how to windsurf, but I was giving lessons trying to like, um, but, you know, I had always some assistance. So I'm, I'm like showing people on how to stand and how to pull up the the, the sail. And it was, it was a fun experience. And I, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was definitely a, a couple of weeks. 
And uh, I remember the chief of beach's name. Uh, it was Frédéric. Can't remember. Obviously, there's no last names. But I do remember that at some point, we used to introduce him in some pool show as Frédéric Frédéricson. So French guy with blonde, long hair, total surfer dude. Uh, and the whole team was French, actually. It was, a, it was a really great experience working on the beach. Was the chief of sport French, too? Do you recall the chief of sports? I can't recall who chief of sport. Well, it's far back. This was 96, so that's... Yeah, uh, it was, and it was my first, like, I'm so overwhelmed with everything, but... Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, if I see his picture or you tell me his name, I might, I might, it might recall, but right now, no, I can't. Maybe fifth. Was it possible that it was fifth? It's possible. But I remember meeting Fifth. I don't remember if it was in Punta Cana with before I met Kevin Bat oh, or okay. I don't know. It was one of those. But um yeah, fun time on the beach. And then they moved me. Okay. <laughs> you never you never you never cracked the windsurfing in one day, right? Okay. No, no. But actually I did I, I got better at it over there, definitely. But yeah. uh, uh and then you know those those were some really good times. And then we they moved me to snorkeling. And, you know, handing over masks and fins. Uh, and I, again, a really great geo I worked with there. I can't remember the name, but I th I'm sure Christy would remember. I think his name was, I don't want to say Scott, but I'm thinking maybe Scott or Brian or something like that. But this guy, uh, also super cool guy. And I guess he would do like little snorkeling lessons. So I would stay in the snorkeling shack so I could still hand out because he was alone at that point, and and I guess when he's given a lesson, if somebody shows up, they have to wait at the shack. So uh, I was kind of like the spare to go help him. Uh, I was the spare geo, basically. <laughs> I was like, we're going to put this guy here, <laughs> fill in these gaps. Uh, and it was great because I got to learn all of these different positions uh, at Club Med. Did Miriam stick you in any shows? Well, yeah, I started getting interesting in the, interested in that uh, because uh, I, I loved the stage at that point. Uh, and, you know, I, younger, I had done a couple of, uh, you know, these school fashion shows. And, and I, I used to do these impressions on stage. Uh, they weren't very polite, but I used to love Andrew Dice Clay. So I used to, do, oh, oh boy. I, used to, okay. I used to get up and do a couple of jokes from Andrew oh. Dice Clay until I get kicked off the stage obviously okay yeah, yeah. people don't appreciate dirty dirty limericks anymore right okay <laughs> yeah, no, those days oh. yeah hey oh what's going on the nursery rhymes you know all that well, well didn't you also like michelle courtamash from from oh yeah definitely definitely that's so that that was another thing i i used to like i, I had a friend uh, in montreal who used to do a great impression of him and it kind of inspired me to do the same uh, i love that that drummer act and that's what that was actually my first solo show at Club Med because I basically auditioned for oh man, all this guy I won't remember. I, I, I mean, I won't forget. His name was Paul. I don't know if any because I've never seen him after. Paul was this big. I mean, I'm I'm pretty tall, but this guy was I think he was like six six, big guy from Colorado with a heavy voice. Yeah, great. sounds like. Paul Paul Langus, I did my chief of sports stage with him. Yeah, he's, he's very, very tall. Yeah. Yes. And uh, very a great, like a DJ voice. Like he he was awesome on the microphone. And I'll never forget him doing the Green Giant. That was the first time I 
that he would just paint himself in green and you would just throw peas at everybody in the restaurant. Like, eat your peas. Oh, oh really? Eat your peas. Oh my God. I've never heard that. That is hysterical. Okay. The jolly green giant. It was just not so jolly. It was, it was hilarious. And so I did, uh, he's like, show me what you got, you know? And I, I got on stage and I, I put on this, uh, that act, the drummer act from Michel Cortemanche. Um, it was kind of hard to get the audio because nobody had it at the time. So I only had the video of him and we, we basically edited out the video and just took the audio from it. And I followed, I followed on the drummer act and, you know, it's basically a miming act and uh, it, it had a huge success. And then they decided to put me in like almost every show, started doing dancing, the comedies. Uh, I used to do even some, some uh, you know, those uh, random shows they do at the pool or, or, or around the village, Les Passages and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, Paul was definitely a great inspiration for me, uh, starting the performing world. Okay, wow. That's a pretty good first season so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. It was and great. And then I, from there, yes. they moved me to archery. Oh, okay. Uh, they needed me there. Uh, the geo there's name was Aaron. And he showed me basically, uh, you know, how to give lessons and, and to be, uh, to you know, to especially for the kids, because they, they did have, um, I don't think they had a mini club, but I'm pretty sure they had the teen club. It was kind of like a family village, but it was like older kids. And we would do that. We'd teach them archery. And I, I figured it was the easiest thing to learn on the spot. And uh, I finished that season there. Basically that half season, because I kind of came in the middle of it. But um, and then and then that was it. Had a great time there. Met great people. Uh, loved the restaurants, you know, because they they're, they had a Moroccan restaurant there at the time. Uh, and since my parents are from Morocco, uh, you know, it was it felt like home. You know, I got like, couscous here. I'm like, this is I'm having couscous in Mexico. What what is going on? <laughs> and uh, so it, and then they had this. They have this very Moroccan soup called la herrera we call it like that yes and uh, or or in in when you write it on the little note it said harira but it was <laughs> it was funny to, to see this moroccan restaurant and all the other and i always remember i think it was i don't know there was a busy holiday when the rest the, the village was so packed that geos couldn't even eat in the restaurant at the time so we used to have to go get our food and then go to the TV room because there was this in the Club Med back in the day. There was no TVs in your room. We had one TV room. And so all the GOs would go to the TV room to eat the, their dinner. Uh, and the only channel that's playing in that TV room was the news, right? It was CNN all day. And it was just so boring, but we were there watching TV, we're eating, and all the geos are making cracking jokes. The highlight of that channel was the commercials. Every time a commercial came on, it was just, you know, ranting on the commercial, look at this guy and look at that guy. And it was just funny times. Uh, cool little souvenirs I got from Hotuko. He's <laughs> very nice. Yeah. And then you head out to, because you got so good at archery, they send you to Punta Cana with another Montreal guy, Kevin Bad, his first season, Chief of Village. What do you, what do you remember about that season? Well, that, that was interesting because I was going to finally get my first full uh, season contract. And uh, I, I remember at the time, uh, it, I believe it was Linda, Linda Powell, 
or Paulists or something like that. No, she was the one who basically uh, sent us uh, the the all the details, and I love that. So I, I I got ready, and I'm like, all right, man, let's do some archery, you know. And I I got there. I think I got there a little early, which was great because it gave me time to prepare. And um, so the previous team was still there. And I believe at the time it was um, L'Atelier uh, Gagnon, Jean L'Atelier Gagnon, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Another Montreal yeah. guy. Yeah. So I, I Pierre, caught... Pierre, uh, Pierre L'Atelier Gagnon. Pierre L'Atelier Gagnon. That's correct. So I, I barely knew him because they were basically on their way out. And this is where I think I met Fifth or not. I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, And there was also another chief of sports named Guto, which was Brazilian guy. Yeah, he was also pretty funny. <laughs> and anyway, so I got there and obviously there was already a, a, an archery geo that was there. Um, now, this guy was amazing. I, this one, I wish I remember his name, Normand. I don't know. He was a real, like, Quebecois, like, the Lac Saint-Hain, you know, he had the accent, the <laughs> accent where you don't even pronounce the J's. Hey, don't you les hum? And I couldn't get used to it. It was just hilarious to me. But this guy was an archery expert, man. So he he really gave me the the truth. So I learned a little bit in Huatulco, but when I got to this guy, because he, he I think he used to hunt. So he taught me all these little techniques on really how to aim. And I, I just got, I became a much better archer because of this guy. And uh, once he left, that's it. I was in charge of the, the archery field. And obviously Punta Cana being a family village, I did a lot of lessons to, to the kids. And, you know, me and my little entertainment skills, even my archery lesson was basically a comedy act. You know, I, was, <laughs> I mean, I was trying to keep it professional, but I was just trying to make them laugh because... If you don't make the kids laugh every once in a while, they won't pay attention to you. So I was uh, it was going over the safety on how to you know load the arrow and how you should be pointing and don't do this and you know try to get them cracking up a little bit and uh, and that's uh, yeah that was my my archery season <laughs> fun time. And I guess you got uh, I guess a choreographer approached you to start getting you in the shows, right? Uh, were you a good oh, dancer in Montreal before Quebec? Not really. I mean, I did. I, I did used to dance uh, like for fun, like, you know, when breakdancing was in, I was I was uh, a big fan of that. I had a couple of uh, friends of mine. We used to, you know, start breakdancing and some parties and then we'd start getting invited to parties to come break. Oh, can you come so you can do some a little Michael Jackson and do some breakdancing? So I used to do a lot of that when I was a kid. Uh, and, you know, how my parents are like, oh, show them. You got to show them the Michael Jackson that you do. So, uh, and I guess I was pretty good at that age doing the, the Michael Jackson moves, you know, we're big fans. <laughs> and uh, what would you think of uh, Kevin Batt's first season CDV? He, did he, he probably nailed it right off the gate, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> oh yeah. He, he, he was amazing. I mean, I, 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 I came in uh, again as a, I'm still a beginner, you know, I just started, but I have now a little bit of experience from, from, uh, from before, but uh, it was, it was a great way. It was a great way to start because we're all new at this. So we're all trying to make it uh, better. And I believe the animation was um, Eric Goldberg. Love oh, that Gold guy. Gold Goldberg was there. Oh, oh nice. yeah, sure. And we had an amazing team. Yeah. Uh, and the chief of sports after that was Patrick. I, I, I can't remember. Not Patrick Serva, but another Patrick, which I, okay. I, I think he went to the Bahamas after. French French dude. Super cool guy as well. 
and you know i i you know started performing and i always uh, got a little nervous when we had to do our um uh archery demo because we had to put these oh. balloons in oh, the, the sports the sports demo, the sports demo. <laughs> that's right sports oh boy demo. Yeah, so you have a spotlight on you, 600 people watching you miss miss a big balloon in the pool, right? Yeah, yeah, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, floating there. But I, I got it a couple times, and uh, yeah, it was it was good times. We did a lot of uh, a lot of new stuff for me there, uh, and, and it was great. Plus, I was in the Dominican Republic, which was a first for me too. So, a lot of fun. <laughs> then. Here's where we meet. You go to Playa. So near the end of 96, uh, we find right. ourselves in Playa, Chief of Village uh, Lulu. And you mentioned Patrick Serva. He was our chief of sports. Um, yeah. I think he was a choreographer before. If you didn't know that, then you knew it when you saw him on stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cat could dance. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a great team. And there also was a an honorary member of that team because it's not often I get to talk, talk about Uncle Larry. But I, I remember meeting oh, yeah. Uncle Larry on my uh one of my first nights, he had a shirt, T-shirt on that said, get horizontal with Uncle Larry. And it had like a circus photo of him because horizontal bar. So uh, what did you, what did you make? Like, he's probably the, the best known character I've ever met in Club Med. What did, what did you think of him? Club Med icon. It's funny you yep. say a shirt because I don't, like my first image was not him with a shirt. <laughs> oh, oh no, I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it was always him without a shirt. And, and he always uh, had that little what, leather yes. uh, Leather vest? With the, no, with the, the leather uh, tie there. What do you call those? Well, those? well, no, he the had a bolo. He had a bolo tie right. with a with a black leather vest, speedo, and cowboy boots. Okay, you're right. That's he would show up to the power walk like that. I'm like, come yeah. on, Larry, you can't walk that's like my that. Image. That's yes. my image. Yeah, it's I don't burned. remember, but wasn't there a time that we all kind of like dressed up like Uncle Larry? I remember doing this with Gus and maybe a, a bunch of us. We all did the look. Well, I, I would have if I had all those things, but I didn't come to Club Med with a Speedo or cowboy boots. We improvised. We had a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. in the costume. <laughs> okay. But I always remember that the hand, the hand elbow to chest slap, you know, <laughs> that one. Wait, it's what's that? What, to, what is that? kind of hard to explain. But, um, is this was a greeting that you did with him? Or he used to always do this. It was like, a, oh, a, yes, a, yes, a slap. yes, yes. Okay. It used to go from slap to elbow yes. to chest. Like, a, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, he would he would wear that outfit. I remember Roxanne doing water aerobics in the pool, and he would stand yeah. on the edge of the pool doing the moves <laughs> with her, you know, in the speedo. <laughs> Cowboy yeah, boots. Yeah. <laughs> what a character. Yeah, he just he just added to that great season. Oh, for sure. He and was, you were yeah. uh, you were in archery. You were right by the the hockey rink, so we would uh, I'd see you in the afternoon because we'd have to go play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the you know, it's sun. funny. The archery field at Club Med was always like really tossed <laughs> way in the back, <laughs> so you get you don't get to see anybody. I I, I became very good friends with ants and scorpions <laughs> and, and snakes, the, snakes, and some of the wildlife <laughs> that was around there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, boring here. Is anybody coming today? You could see them when they started walking. Uh, but yeah, when it was, when somebody came, it was always uh, it was always fun. But yeah, I, I saw some wildlife when I was there. Some tarantulas. It was crazy. It was interesting. Do you, do you have any uh, stories out of there? Like, you know, because we used to have like the picnic. We'd have the margarita ride, the margarita walk, the margarita kayak. And do you have any any special uh, well, appropriate, you know, appropriate I, I, stories from? Uh, I, I wish we had a margarita and archery thing, but I think that would have been dangerous. So we didn't really have any yeah, that's, fun yeah. activities like that. But true. It's, uh, the only, it's the only sport where we arm the guests. So, yeah, you're probably right. We shouldn't throw margaritas <laughs> yeah. into that mix. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> just um, put little tennis balls at the end of the arrows. It would have been fine. That's but, right. Um, <laughs> no, there there was uh, there was not much going on in the archery. I do remember having a. Uh, geo party we did at the in, in the archery field at one point that was really that's cool. right yeah, yeah that there's really a nice quiet surf. nobody the gms couldn't really find it not all of the gms knew where the archery field was so it was a great place to have the geo party uh which was you know after all the the busy stuff <laughs> yeah and you and i would also um uh, when Vladimir, the chief of circus, would do the uh, part of the circus show in that round amphitheater, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, we would we would do that vaulting number, help out with the vaulting number. Uh, yeah, that was oh, fun yeah. too. That was a lot of fun. I, I loved the. I, I I had basically I've never done so much sports uh, in my life until I got to club in, and and I wasn't really one to just. Uh, you know, do all the partying. I, I really took advantage of everything. I did the scuba. I did the snorkeling. I did the wall climbing. I did the trapeze. I, I even did a lot of horseback riding. I loved it. I loved it. It was it was great. Beach volleyball with you. <laughs> Bunch yeah. of different uh, great sports. Petanque. Like I, I would have never. <laughs> I also recall you because we had Gus as the chief of animation, who later became a chief of yeah. village. I, I recall you doing. Didn't you do certain passages with him uh, or or uh, skits on on stage? Right, like you. I oh yeah, lots of them. Do, we, uh, we, we did a lot of. Uh, I mean, I used to do a lot of the the les jeux café. You know, uh, do uh, those those entrances of the restaurants. You know, basically, uh, Gus was kind of like my inspiration for all these other uh, passages that I did throughout the seasons after that uh but uh, yeah i i i love that part of the club med i think that was my most memorable because those were the the ones i really like i i basically like to entertain that was my true passion so still is so i any way or any method i could do it in i i would do it and so yeah we did a lot of uh combined uh, acts together chasing each other stuff like that <laughs> And other things, the the pool. I love the pool shows too. Those were always fun. Yeah, we would do the the fire and water one, right? Uh, fire and water. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. I love those afternoon ones too. The, the I, we used to do. Um, actually, this was one we did in 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 Watuka was Super Dave. Remember that Super Dave Osborne? Oh, yes. <laughs> we tried to create create these ridiculous stunts, like to I'm gonna jump over the pool today with a pole vault <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> And it never went, it never went Fuji. well, right? Yeah, Fuji. <laughs> I had Fuji with me uh, taking pictures. And then uh, and was that in that, that superhero thing where we had the, the super GM? Uh, I love that. I love those little acts. Those were memorable. <laughs> well, yeah, you were doing so much animation that your your next season is in Extapa, 97-98. You're animator with yeah. the Chief of Village, Manuel Fernandez de la Rosa, correct? Yeah. So this this was actually for me when I had started and, you know, my, my, my parents sent me to Club Med and they're like, you know, just do this for a year and, uh, you know, it'll be a great experience. So me technically after Playa, I was supposed to be done. Uh, and at that moment, since I was very much into now performing, I, I figured I'm going to start doing this professionally. And, and Gus and I kind of had the same feeling because he wanted to go to L.A. and become an actor and i'm like i'm gonna i want to do this too i i, I want to go to new york i want to i my dream was to be on saturday night live i want to do sketch comedy i think this is my thing i'm not great at stand-up comedy but i think i could do improv comedy i was good at it and so i decided to move to new york 
um, for that time, I, I, I met up with some geos, uh, some GMs actually that I met, uh, you know, making connections. So I, I went to hang out with some some GMs there and used some of the connections. And I started working as a bartender. I was I was in a completely different vibe uh, after my club med experience. And uh, you know, after a, a while, the 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 money started running out, and the the work was getting heavier. And it was uh, I was in an apartment, and then it wasn't great. I had a crazy roommate, whatever, a bunch of stuff that like like I'm like, okay, I don't know, should I go back to Montreal? And then at this moment, I get the call uh, from Club Med saying, "Hey, do you wanna you wanna come back?" I'm like, you know what, I I'm not sure I want to come back, but unless it's as an animator. And I think a week later, they're like, okay, boom, gotcha. Uh, Ixtapa, animator. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm down. Let's do this. I go back to Montreal, pack up the bags, uh, get the ticket, and then move to Ixtapa, back to Club Med. And that was, yeah, it was the, uh, was it a summer season? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you were there winter 97, 98, I believe. Winter. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's why. I forget that summer. The summer was in New York. Course. that's right i, I didn't yeah. do a winter in new york it was a summer in new york uh so yeah so that then i went to Ixtapa, and it as a different uh in a different position which was uh was again new to me but uh this was it for me i had everything prepared i had a list of passages and acts and um, sketches that i wanted to perform there i'm like this is gonna be the best and it was the best because this was my favorite a geo position that I held at Club Med ever, and an amazing team. Manuel uh, De La Rosa was just amazing because he was a huge fan of uh, animation, and he inspired me too with a whole bunch of passages and crazy stuff that I, I would have never thought of. But uh, it, it was it was great. And then we had uh, Geronimo, which was the chief of sports slash entertainment. Uh, and I was part of that team. I had an amazing team. Uh, Sam, can't remember. I can't forget Sam. He was, was my sound uh, sound guy, who had uh, an amazing talent too. He was for, he was Canadian, and he used to do these great uh, little um, like he'd be able to hum any song that you could imagine or any theme song. And we used to do these game shows where he <laughs> there was a jeu cafe where he would just hum a song and people would have to guess it. And we just like invented these these activities and fun stuff. It was it was a blast. <laughs> well, if the power went out, that's a pretty good you know pretty good idea to have a guy like that on the team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. No, it was uh, that was a great great season. Yeah. And uh, right away, I see that, and from that season, they they put you on the stage for um, chief of animation, which is in Pompadour, correct? Right. So at this point, I think that I had finally found my niche. You know how uh, I guess every chief of the village wants to build his own team that he can keep close, uh, like at least his uh, CDS. uh, So he can. And I was like, okay, that's it. Manuel is my guy. We're going to we're going to we're going to travel the world together. You know, with me, Geronimo, it was an amazing team. Then we we. He's, he's the one who sent me to Pompadour uh, for this stage, which, again, a crazy experience. Packed up my stuff, went to, to, to Paris, uh, took a train through Limoges all the way to Pompadour. 
And now I'm like, okay, this is the, I'm in the den here. These, these guys are champs, but the stage of an animation was something I have had never experienced before. And I had never heard of happen again because I have heard of stages where you focus on your field, but this was not just my field. This was every field in the entertainment. So there was, um, I'm just going to shoot a random number there, but I'm thinking there was 20 sound engineers that came for that stage and 20 choreographers that came for their stage, 20 costume designers, 20 set designers, 20 light engineers, and 20 uh, chefs d'animation. And this was of that season, or at least that's that little time that we were there. I think it was about a couple months. I mean, you had the best of the best of all the club meds around the world were all there at the same time. So that was insane. And, and you know, because the, they train you as a chef de service, uh, chef d'animation, they want you to be, you know, familiar with every position. You know, it's kind of hard to tell somebody in, in, in deco how, how to do this if you have no idea how to paint a wall. So uh, they train you in all of these little departments, which again, was a great school for me. I learned so much. Uh, this was hosted by Stéphane Joly, which uh, again, uh, amazing character. There's so many important uh, people that I met throughout this, uh, this journey of Club Med. <laughs> and then from your stage, they, you go to Punta Cana, summer 98, it's chief of animation, uh, but you had a little hiccup there. I think you had someone named George, George visit you, uh, Hurricane George, not GM George, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that, that, like? that was, okay. was kind of towards the end of the season because uh, oh, the, uh, okay, good. The, yeah, because we 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 were you know the usually the 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 hurricane season starts around the, the September I, I believe and and I think that's that's when it was some somewhere around there. But uh, yeah, that was that was a great season as well because as my first season now as a chef d'animation, chief of the village was uh, Thierry Le Gallic. Uh, again, good good time good season uh and now i could put together all the shows that we created during that stage and uh yeah i did i, I kept doing my animation and my my passages and then eventually yes I, I believe that was the year of the world cup wasn't it oh um, yes i think so is that one france one the 98 one france one yeah <laughs> one of our the set designer had uh, grabbed a sail, uh, a windsurf board, and went all the way to that, you know, that that boat that's crashed in Punta Cana. There, yeah. There. And he laid this giant French flag right on the boat. Oh, really? See <laughs> it from the beach. <laughs> it was insane. That was so. That was that. And then, and then later on, when the hurricane started coming, yes. So we we closed. We you know the season ended a little bit uh, shorter than expected. Uh, but then again, we had these crazies going, look, okay, I'm going to go surfing now. And because the, the water was just wild and these guys went surfing like crazy. Uh, if there was kite surfing at the time, they would have done it. But uh, like everybody was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> but I remember doing that, uh, setting it up where we had to throw all the, the, you know, the beach chairs into the pool so that they don't blow away and tie everything down. It was just, uh, it, it was kind of hectic, but I was able to leave Right before flights to Montreal, I guess got got uh, uh, you know released earlier, so we were able to leave, and I missed the worst part. Uh, thank God, 
but it, it, I felt really bad for those who did stay because it was really, really brutal. Um, I, I really left like a day before the real bad uh, winds started kicking in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. So, but that, but like you said, this was essentially near the end of your season, right? It was closer to the end. Yeah. yeah. We, we had okay. the, yeah. Yeah. And you set off yeah. for Playa, uh, Chief Animations, CDV, CDV Moose Dib. Yes. And this is the season where you thought, this is probably my, my last season. And yeah. um, and then I think I I think at one point I'd met you in Montreal because I was working for Concordia. But then you moved out to right. Vancouver to study acting for film and TV, correct? Yes. So I, I, I decided to pursue it uh, there um, when I was... Uh, uh, when I was in, in Punta Cana, I had met my girlfriend at the time, uh, Kat, and uh, we we did Playa together. And then uh, she was from Vancouver and she kind of like, um, you know, she encouraged me to, to, to pursue it. So after that season, we went to Montreal. I actually performed at the Just for Laughs Festival. I did all of my crazy acts uh, live, like as a almost like a busker, but it was kind of like part of the festival where you you do this walking path. And, and I kind of tried to bring all these people during this in this little section of the festival. And I used to do all my magic acts and stuff like that, uh, juggling and, and, and fun, fun tricks. And then um, I decided to move to Vancouver and, and uh, went to the, uh, the Vancouver Film School. And I said, I'm going to just start doing this uh, you know, professionally, I, if it's going to be too hard to do in the States as a Canadian, might as well just keep it in Canada and go to the uh, Canadian Hollywood, basically. Well, yeah, yeah. which is Vancouver, right? So so many shows, American shows shot in Vancouver. So exactly. So that was that was at the time. And, and, and it was it was fun, you know, because I again, another great lesson of life, because I, I went in there as a comedian and improv comedy and and I'm doing all these, you know, very um, physical comedy with my face and doing these Jim Carrey characters and stuff like that. And then in 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 that school, they basically broke me. It's like they're like, okay, Manuel, we know, okay, you're funny. Now we want to know if you can cry. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> and so they really uh, got more of that dramatic effect on on for me on the acting because I was very big and project I was more like theater actor and when you do film and television it's like the one guy that's sitting in the back of the room well he's right up in your face when you're when you're doing film right so he's so every little pick every little muscle facial muscle moves you know they stand out and they're very noticeable so you, I had to keep it a little bit more subtle and that's kind of where I I guess mastered my acting skills, if you will. <laughs> okay, and then okay. So I do recall. So I, I I think you got a job as a tour guide, set up your own company as a tour guide, and then you met your. I think I believe you met your wife on one of these tours. Am, am yeah. I right or wrong? That's right. So me, I, as I I continued after Vancouver, I was I became an actor. I had an agent. I did some auditions. I, I performed in TV shows and and film and stuff like that. Uh, I, I after 9-11, the, the film business had completely died. Uh, so I, I needed to move back to Montreal. So I went back to Montreal, pursued the acting career while working, again, the family business, which is the retail clothing, did a little bit of that. And then I got this job 
from actually from uh, uh, an ex geo uh, GA. I think you you know probably oh, yes. Glenda. Yes. Glenda sure. yeah. She worked in this uh, language school, which was right next to uh, to you at the Concordia, next to uh, the right. Yes. And they needed an activities coordinator. And GA is like, this is basically like being a geo, <laughs> but in Montreal. I'm like, really? Okay. And, and so I joined and uh, worked for this tour company that was based out of Toronto. That This is what they did. They, they just organized these activities for these international students uh, who would come to learn French or English. And I was basically in charge of organizing them a calendar of activities, which was a lot of extracurricular, you know, museums, uh, go to a karaoke night or bowling, or, and, on the, and on the weekends, uh, tours. Toronto, Niagara Falls, Ottawa, Quebec City. So I had to become basically a tour guide which in reality was basically like an actor playing the role of a tour guide because it's easy. You just learn the script, learn the history, here's what to talk about, make it entertaining. And that's what I did for, for, for seven years as a tour guide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh... I, did it. I did it for three years with them and then uh, left a little bit, got married, uh, came back on with my own tour operating company, uh, still working with the school. And uh, yeah, we did a lot of traveling and met again a lot of great people from all over the world. So yeah, yeah. And then fast forward to 2013, you go back to Club Ed Punta Cana for the summer of 2013 with uh, Polyvan Innovation with Eduardo Rojas, Chief of Village. What was that like? Well, that was quite an experience because you know I had uh, after I met my wife, I've just been talking about Club Med this whole time, and she's like, "I want to see this, I want to see this." So we actually went on a uh, we did a trip to Florida, and we we spent a weekend at the village in Sandpiper, and she loved this. She's like, "Man, this is, you worked in here?" I'm like, "Yeah, this this was Club Med," and you know she was starting to get fed up of the winters in Canada. So yeah. was I, <laughs> and so we're like, uh, you know what, I. I think that if I wanted to come back to Club Med, we could probably do it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I got in touch again with GA and I'm like, what, what do you think? You know, how do I get back into this? Like, you have to call Chris, Chris Keeley, Hammer. And I'm like, all right. Oh, and also I had met, uh, it was so weird at that moment because I was flying back and forth to Colombia because my, my wife is from there. And I met on the plane, uh, Handel. Oh, really? Right? I've <laughs> never, I had never worked with him, but I knew about him. And we happened to be sitting next to each other on the plane. I'm no, like, are you serious? Yeah, because yeah, I, I did a flight from Medellin to Miami and then Miami to Montreal. And I met him on that flight from Miami to Montreal. We're talking about this. And again, it just got me. I'm like, this is the time. Maybe it's, you know, why not? We just go back. At least I could perform all the time. I don't have to do an audition. I could just get yeah. on stage and do my stuff again. And uh, and that's what I did. And, and I... I met up with with chris and we talked about it and uh, yeah we said like but listen I'm, I'm married now i don't know is there any way we could come with my my wife she has hotel management skills so she's she could definitely be good at anywhere in the you know reception area or anything like that and then we we got we got we got our first contract to go to punta cana and I'm, i was really hoping i'm gonna do a different village this time but Again, I went back to Punta Cana for the third time. Uh, but it had changed somewhat, right? You had that nice, I, I can't, what did they call that nice circus school there now? Was it there at the time? Yeah, it, okay. it was It was about to be built. So okay. this was about a year before. 
but the village was definitely different than what I remembered because I remember all all the action being pretty central, everything near the theater. But now there's restaurants all over, so the passage doesn't work as well because now you got to dress up, run to one restaurant, do your passage, then run across the village to get to the other restaurant. <laughs> it was much harder to do these entertainment passages uh, in that such a big village, uh, but it was fun. You, you're out of breath a bit there like not like the old days right <laughs> no yeah well you know i did remember the shower when i used to do this trip where he used to come out yeah, the phone oh, yeah. the shower i'm like where's the plumber yeah yeah so i did that but during my run from one restaurant to the other the foam had completely dried up and i'm like i have my sponge with me trying to to rejuvenate and by the time i got to the other restaurant i'm like the foam is almost gone so i, I like like this is not working I, maybe i have a chance to run back to my room and do that because it was just everything was so far apart so the 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 crowd basically the audience was kind of more spread out uh on my second or my third trip to punta cana basically <laughs> And meanwhile, your wife was in a nice, uh, breezy, uh, shaded uh, reception area, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, she had started in the reception, uh, and, and it wasn't uh, her element. Uh, they decided to put her in the tiara, which was the, the five trident uh, reception. And there she was really, it, it was a great position for her. Um, she loved it there because, you know, it was, it was kind of like separated from the village because you deal with only the, the GMs that are just staying in that area. So it's kind of like the VIP uh, section for, for GMs, I guess. Then you go to Columbus, where I spent two and a half years. Now, what would you think of the accommodations there? It must have been nice, right? Oh, <laughs> well, it, it was better than Punta. That's for sure. Okay, yeah. I'll give you <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> because Punta Cana, that was the one thing that hadn't changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rooms, <laughs> the rooms were exactly the same, just a little bit slightly smaller because of the layers of paint that they added over the years yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but everything was pretty much the same uh but but columbus was something that i hadn't done so i was very excited to finally do a village that i had never done i i remember getting there obviously before everybody opened uh, so there was maybe 10 geos in the whole village and that, um what what was it what was it closed for again i can't recall like around that was it I, I think that at that time her? they were closing for hurricane seasons oh that's okay that's, were, yeah. oh yeah that's right sorry yeah so so when we came we were basically we we came to open the village and there was just us just the chef de service and the chef de village the, there was maybe 10 of us and when you have 10 people in a village that size you kind of get this little creepy feeling that you're like, I, I feel like I'm all alone here. <laughs> There's nobody around here right now. And it was it was kind of weird because I had never done that. And I remember getting there and I'm like, I'm going to go take a little beat, uh, a little, you know, dip in the ocean. And, and I'm swimming there and I'm like, I can't. There's no like if the current were to take me away, nobody would know. Right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. There's no chair. There's no but there's not even footprints on the sand. I'm like. I got to get back to the shore. This is crazy. Uh, but eaten, or you're eaten by a pack of wild iguanas. <laughs> yeah, or that, or or a hammerhead shark. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So many. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good time too. Yeah. And now you've um, you've gone into the family business. I hear right, like. Um, uh, yeah. So you have, you have uh, branch, branches in Montreal and and Florida, correct? Correct. So, the, I mean, this was happening while I was uh, still there. Uh, when, when I came on my second trip to to, uh, to Club Med, we were actually uh, considering 
um, selling some of our products in, in, in the Club Med Boutique in Punta Cana. We had possibilities of, of maybe opening a store in the Club Med. Uh, and that, but I, I think they were really stuck on that uh, company that did their forty-five shirts or something like that. I can't remember the name of the brand, but um, yeah, we 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 did that. We over the years, you know, my 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 father started this business when I was born. That's why he named it after me. It's called Emmanuel Menswear now. And over the years, we basically made our own uh, collection. So now we we make our own shirts. Uh, we make our own suits, blazers ties and bow ties that's kind of where it went uh, we had a couple of stores in montreal and then again we had to do another es- escape of canada we're like we have to figure out how can we get out of here again <laughs> and uh we, we just got a golden opportunity to open a store in uh, in central florida which is uh, somewhere we loved to be my, my wife and i and uh, that my my in-laws also from colombia used to come like once or twice a year and it was a perfect central uh, spot because it was exactly between uh, Medellin and Montreal. It was a three-hour flight in both ways. So it was a great place to... And obviously, this is after I had my son um, in 2014. And uh, since since then, there we are. Very nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And... During your, you know, we talked about a lot of the villages you worked at. We mentioned a lot of names, but I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Is there anyone we haven't mentioned that you enjoyed working with? Like, I don't well, I, I, you know, I had some great roommates uh, over the years. And I mean, definitely Tim is uh, memorable to me. I mean, this guy taught me so much stuff. I, I just uh, recently we touched base again and because... He actually taught me how to play chess, which was something really cool. Was, was this Tim and, from Playa? Sorry, Emmanuel. Yeah, Tim? yeah. Tim oh, Wilson. oh, loved yeah. him. Oh, oh man. amazing! Such a great guy. Oh my god, part of biggest gold. biggest calves you've ever seen. People, they're they're not calves, they're cows. And he had a silver <laughs> surfer. His calf was so big, he put the silver yeah. surfer on his calf. <laughs> Absolutely, great guy. And we did. We had our room was was kind of like a hangar because you know in Playa they had. We had the two rooms, and the the bathroom was the central area. Yes, and we, yes. We turned our bathroom into this total living room. We had the little couches. We had our little bar set up. We started putting some <laughs> posters up, and people would just come hang out in our, you know, bathroom basically. But it was not really. It was a big. It's a bigger space than the actual room. So this was a really cool hangout, uh, and we had some really good times over there. So I have this definite memory of uh hanging out with tim there and uh and then i also had a great roommate when i was in in ixtapa now this guy i never got back in touch with him i don't know what happened where is he uh his name was jay or jerome but uh, i i try to search him but there's many many jerome bakers in the world so it's kind of hard to track him down but um yeah guy from texas uh amazing he was a snorkeling geo and water ski before that martinique i don't know if you know him or maybe i think so i think i might have worked with him in martinique yeah sounds familiar yeah 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 i don't know what happened to him so i i but that also great experience uh you know we had we had really really good friendship at the time and then uh and then when i left because i kind of left abruptly because i was sent to the stage uh, but when I came back from the stage, everybody was gone. <laughs> it was uh, some 
weird stuff happened while I was gone. <laughs> and every the whole team was gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now that you live in paradise, I'm wondering if, if there's if it's possible there's anything you miss about Club Med. So I'll ask anyway, but if you don't miss anything, um, because you know, you're lucky to leave <laughs> Montreal, yeah. Florida. So I guess you're not gonna say the weather. So I I don't know, but do you do you miss anything? Like looking back. To be honest, right now living uh, here uh, is is just almost like a dream come true. It, it, every time we do go on a little vacation, we just can't wait to come back. Whereas in, <laughs> when I lived in Montreal, it was like, oh god, we gotta go back. I don't want to go back. But here, uh, since we've been here, it's it's been great. Uh, I but yeah, I do I do miss the the camaraderie, you know, the the friendships, the the, the entertainment. I love being on stage. Uh, so it, this this is yeah. There's some some kind of things that I miss. I still miss performing, which I'll I will probably get back into eventually. Uh, you know, they have a, a bunch of theme parks here, Universal Studios. So I could uh, I could always do. A, there there's never a, an age limit for for performing parts. <laughs> That's right. You can make anyone laugh at any any age, right? <laughs> I hope I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think the world needs it now. I guess there's nothing better than um as you mentioned you had a you had a boy right I guess there's nothing better than being able to make your kid laugh right Definitely no that's that's the that's the that's my main audience now for sure yeah. <laughs> Am I But he makes me laugh he actually oh. makes me laugh more now. Oh really oh good okay. <laughs> We need yeah. more laughter people <laughs> Oh definitely <laughs> Um uh, since you've been so kind with time I don't want to let you go without you know, making sure like if there's something you wanted to say or a story we forgot or did I forget to ask you something or did we cover a lot of it? <laughs> I, I I think that's uh, most of it. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of great memories, uh, of, you know, these different passages, which which by listening to your shows and then meeting even some geos that I hadn't I hadn't heard about. It was funny to hear the similarities in in uh, some of the entertainment. I'm like, man, I used to do that one, you know, the you know climbing the floor uh, in the restaurant. That was just a great, great fun thing. But uh, I'll I'll never forget the one that Manuel de la Rosa had suggested to me, which was the gardener. I don't know if you had ever seen anyone or me do that, but it, I used to dress up as a uh, local or uh, at the time a PS or GE and I would uh, be basically uh, you know put on that uniform had a little mustache put a name tag that said Jose on it and I would go to the beach and I would pretend to prepare a garden on the beach <laughs> so, oh, never so seen I, that one okay <laughs> So I had these people tanning there and I'm there and I'm starting making these little mounds you know I put like did rows of of, of, of sand and then like little pyramids and then I would you know I had a little bag and seeds and I would start planting seeds in in the and people were like what the hell is going on or what is this guy doing and I'm there planting and nobody everyone every, anytime somebody wanted to find out about it they would come talk to me but I would just answer them in Spanish so they would just give up okay like okay I don't know what he's talking about and then I would plant these seeds and uh, then I would put a caution tape, you know, fence the whole thing area uh, around it. And then I would leave it like that. And then the next day I would, well, uh, that, that was the trick is that at night I would come in, 
while everyone was in the theater, I would come in and I would start planting little leaves, you know, and little green things coming out, like little stems, you know, so that when the next day you come back, they're like, oh my God, something's actually growing. And then I would come and I start watering them, you know, start taking care of the plants. And this was a passage that basically lasted like three, four days. Every day, the leaves would get a little bit bigger until on the final day, I would start pulling out, you know, tomatoes and carrots <laughs> and potatoes <laughs> out of the sand. Damn. And these people are like, <laughs> the GMs are like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> like, this is the magic, you know, the kind of magic. And then I would, I would basically get, fill up this basket of vegetables and then I would sit in front of the restaurant and I would sell them <laughs> for the, for the bar tickets. Lord, that's, that's commitment. No, I never heard of this a, one. <laughs> <laughs> Want to buy a beach, uh, beach tomato, a beach carrot? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh yeah that was a fun time i i, I it, it, yeah it was very committed because yeah, wow. there was a lot of work involved three-day passage nice yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> well man emmanuel thank, yeah. thank you so much for for sharing these stories uh with us here today man this has been so good to hear your voice again and catch up with you thanks again Definitely. It's good. I know I, I do a lot of talking, but it just, uh, it brings me back. And sometimes I, I just, I, I go off. <laughs> but oh, no, I, that's I what we're here for, brother. That's what we're for here sure. for. <laughs> Thank but you, I man. really love what you do. I think it's awesome. Keep it going. Uh, it's great to hear from, from uh, geos, sometimes some that I knew and I'm like, wow, what is, I, I forgot about this guy or this girl. And uh, I love what you do. It's awesome, man. Keep, keep it up. Thank you so much. It's very kind yeah, of you sure. to say. <laughs> uh, well, everyone that was from Montreal, now living in the Sunshine State, lucky son of a gun, Emmanuel Azuelos, and we will see you all next week. And here's what we say. Goodbye, Emmanuel. Thanks a lot, guys. Merci.